0: Hello, Andy Barr's Very Good Television Podcast. I'm Liz Shannon Miller at Lizled on the Twitters.
1: And I'm Ben Travers at Ben T. Travers on the Twitters.
0: And apologies for the remote recording, but uh, I I, I had the full notion to go out of town. uh, And so here I am in Atlanta talking to you guys uh, from... Well, Atlanta. This sentence quit, got away from me. But Ben and Ben's not Ben's not even the one. Ben's the one who got up super early this morning, so uh, that's on me.
1: Well, Liz is festing it up. She's all she's all at a festival, doing festival things, talking to festival people about festival activities.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Festival. It's very festively Yes.
1: Were, were you at the uh, Were you at the Archer panel yesterday?
0: No, I didn't, my plane get in, it didn't get in in time
1: oh damn it all right well yeah I've heard I, I heard they premiered it and that was uh, exciting
0: that is exciting sorry I missed that I should have gotten an earlier flight
1: it just means they're gonna give us a trailer soon Liz and by that I mean it better mean that I want a trailer I want to see Archer danger island right now
0: it does sound like the only thing that will make this planet a better place fact you know thinking speaking of things that may or may not make the world a better place as well um, as you listen to this, uh, last Friday saw the premiere of Altered Carbon, which is Netflix's pretty pricey, I'm guessing, uh, sci-fi extravaganza. And it falls into this interesting category of a show both Ben and I have watched recently, all the way through. So uh, we figured we'd talk about it, just in case you perhaps also checked out Altered Carbon this weekend and have want to hear additional thoughts.
1: Yeah, I'll be curious to see kind of how wide-reaching the show is in terms of of you know variant audiences and you know different demographics and like how invested different groups of people get into it or um, how quickly they binge it etc cetera, etc, cetera. but by all gauges of the internet the internet is interested uh there were lots of reddit posts there's been lots of demand uh, early on about uh kind of just general topics and secrets and what's going on with this new netflix show so um if you didn't binge it all the way through this weekend we will warn you as to any spoilers and otherwise we will give you our uh mixed opinions about it i should say
0: yeah, I think the it's uh I, I watched it all before Ben fin- finished watching it, so I was comm- I was I was playing the role of Have you gotten to the end of this episode yet? Uh, that sort of thing, uh, because there's stuff to talk about for sure. Uh, it's a it's a show I think I like Bet more than Ben did. Uh, I think I was a little she more. She definitely
1: I, I... liked it more than Ben did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna be very forgiving. Uh, is kind of where it comes down to. Uh, when it comes to sci-fi. I like, you know, strong action. I, I, I like action. I like uh, people doing crazy fights. I like, you know, love stories in that context. I like weird, crazy, trippy concepts. Um, there's a lot of stuff in Ultra Carbon that was pretty much made just for me, and some stuff that I maybe had issues with. Uh, but uh, Ben did not care for it so much.
1: No, and it's not. Um, this is not going to be a gypsy-esque tangent. So I'm sorry if anyone was hoping for some sort of um, hate spewing coming from my side. It was more just disappointment. It was more um, how much money was spent on this production and how big the ideas are do not match up at all for me with what's actually on screen. Um, this is this is a, a very expensive Netflix science fiction show. Um, they the visuals are. Excellent. Um, they are definitely kind of uh, cribbing from the Blade Runner look of things, uh, look of the future, I should say, um, without being, you know, blatantly, you know, ripping it off or or uh, too reliant, I should say, just kind of that style of it. Um, and then the ideas are are similarly kind of geared towards immortality. Um, there's a lot of kind of debate over religion and its role in society and also, you know, just faith and, and whether or not technology uh, should extend our lives and, I mean, there's there's a lot of kind of discussions that could be similarly apl- applied to uh, to Altered Carbon that that were cribbed from, uh, from Blade Runner, but to me, none of it really matched up in any sort of satisfying or refreshing way, and honestly one of the most frustrating things for me was exactly what you just mentioned, the fight scenes to me were very mundane um, I didn't find any of them all that interesting honestly the most notable aspect of them is that a lot of them were naked fight scenes where they were just naked people because there's so many naked people in this show and I mean great if that's what you're into you could technically say it fits the theme of the show but that is definitely not enough for me to be like wow this made it such a visually compelling and interesting and well choreographed and well captured and scene like it it didn't do enough to grip me so like the fight scenes on their own were just kind of blase which was again disappointing given you know how much money was invested and i could only imagine how much they tried to make these stand out so first beef
0: first beef i mean i i think the, the 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 it is interesting to think about the fact that those there, there are some there's some naked fighting in that show, especially when you think about what the actor has to go through in order to pull that off. And I'm not just talking about like, hey, you have to be naked on set that day. Uh, but, you know, when a element of doing stunt performing is that a lot of, you know, you'll have the costume and underneath that costume is so much padding and, uh, you know, support for, you know, the fact that you're basically strapped in to you're doing a lot of physical stuff you're getting you know hit up against the walls and stuff and like so there's all the stuff that they try to build into a costume in order to make that survivable and you don't have that luxury if you're just playing naked
1: it's very it's a very good point and i think a lot of the a lot of the defense of the show resting in the idea that a lot of people did a lot of hard work uh, is something that i wanted ever be able to argue against because they did and a lot of it was successful but in terms of it all coming together that definitely didn't make it enough for me um but i guess we should probably give some sort of summary of of what this is before we get too far in in case people are unfamiliar (coughs) or they've just heard about it kind of in the ether as you will um so how would you um how would you set up altered carbon
0: uh, it's basically I've been describing it as a cyberpunk noir type deal, it's where you know a guy gets brought back from essentially the dead to investigate a murder in this crazy uh, future society where you can put your brain inside other people uh, and other people's bodies, whatever kind of body you like, uh, with the right amount of money. So it's, it's you know on the one hand it, it, it basically starts off pretty pretty simply as you know a detective story uh and then things get a little convoluted and crazy especially as uh the characters the main character's backstory becomes a more prominent part of the show and uh then uh there are lots of weird naked fights and lots of naked ladies
1: yes lots and lots and lots of naked ladies and not as many naked men uh definitely not the the equality that One David Lindelof and Tom Parada tried to achieve on the set of The Leftovers. Uh, (laughs) Oh my God! um, So jar. But no, I'm. uh, Yeah, you're right. I'll put it in now. Um, (laughs) But no, I mean Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, he he plays. He plays the man brought back from the dead, as you will. I mean, he was technically in prison, right? He was. um, He was.
0: Yeah, it's like he was. Arrested as
1: part of the resistance. Uh, and imprisoned for 250 years Um, Mm -hmm. and then he was brought back by this very very wealthy um, elite wealthy member of society who had apparently apparently it looked as if he'd killed himself but he didn't believe that to be true he knew someone actually murdered him and tried to set it up so he hires Joel Kinnaman uh, to look into this and figure out who's trying to kill him before they can do it again. Um, so yeah, it's like, I mean, he's more of a PI, uh, so it it's definitely has a lot of n- noir elements to it. Um, again, kind of going back to the to the Blade Runner aesthetic, but um, but yeah, that's that's that was a very good set of blitz. That's very on point. They use Thank a you. lot of weird language, like stacks, which is your brain or your identity. Uh, there's a sleeve, which is bodies, um, or sleeves, I should say, are bodies.
0: Yeah. Um, I don't know,
1: some mumbo jumbo, some sci-fi mumbo jumbo that was alternatingly good and bad.
0: I did a lot of uh, interviews with the cast. I did, I'd say I did a lot of interviews. I spoke with uh, six members of the cast uh, this week as part of a Netflix junket. And one of the questions I didn't get around to asking but really wanted to was, at what point do you feel like you started actually understanding all the things you were saying and, uh, you know, all the feature technology terminology you were using? it feels a little bit like so, so like eventually, like by I've, as a viewer, by the time you get to like episode six or so, you're like, yeah, okay, I understand what a sleeve is. Like, I don't have to think about it. Um, but that's not always the case. Yeah, no,
1: a hundred percent. And I think I think this is actually, I think this is one of the complicated issues that goes into altered carbon, especially as a Netflix show, because they get a they get through so much of that. Um, kind of an, yeah, I I guess an exposition dump. They get through a lot of that, of of the terminology and the setup in the early episodes. They spend a lot of time kind of, you know, um, making sure that there's some some fight scenes and there's some sex scenes and there's some stuff to kind of hold your interest, but it's all built around establishing this universe. Um, And that's great, but for me one of the things that was frustrating was once you get to about episode five... You start to learn the actual motivations of these people you start to understand who your main characters are and why they're doing what they're doing and because it's a netflix show and because for whatever reason people are either just lazy or devoted or because it's bingeable it feels like a different form so they're more patient to wait for stuff to happen um it feels like that's the only way they're going to get through this. I don't think Altered Carbon would survive as a weekly show because people would get fed up and they'd be like, well, I don't understand what's happening and I don't care about these people, so I'm just going to let it go. Or, or maybe they do understand what's happening, but they don't, they're don't. they not invested. There's not a good reason to invest until you get to the later half of the season. And to me, that's just ridiculous. Like, you can't make a show like that. And they basically they hide a lot of the humanity of these people in order to have some twists down the line. They There's... Oh, I mean it's a it's a noir murder mystery. There's going to be twists and some of them work, some of them don't, but for the most part I feel like they just were holding a lot of information back in terms of why we should even care about these people for so long to the point where I just didn't even when we got to it. I was just like, well, I kind of already know who they are based on these based on their actions and that's not worth investing in for me and when you kind of build the stuff in it felt very forced and I, I didn't like it so that was that was a problem for me and one of the interesting things that I see again and again with Netflix shows I feel like they are much more patient in terms of just trusting their audience to stick with it until it gets good and that's never been like TV is a long form medium for a reason and it's not so that you can have all the time you need to figure out what you want to do it's it's so you can actually craft episodic content that's satisfying each and every hour
0: yeah i mean i i was i was uh i was chatting with steve uh our colleague he was asking me like what's going on with this character and i'm like oh well the blah 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 and then i basically inadvertently spoiled him for things that he hadn't learned yet because the show hadn't decided to reveal those things yet yeah um not a not the best way, but I feel like the thing is, the, that show, it, it opens up in this world and I feel like that world is really like the impetus to keep you going and keep you watching. And by the time you understand the world, the characters are also start, starting now to come together, which isn't, again, like the best way to launch a show. But I am like, I, I do feel like a season two of the show would be fun to watch. Like I feel like watching what happens next would be cool.
1: I don't, and see, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd, I'd agree that it's definitely better once it gets to the end of its season. Like, once it kind of actually starts telling the, or, or having the character conflict and, like, the the emotional conflict that you can actually invest in, that's obviously better. And I'd, I'd agree to some extent. But also, it, it has kind of a closed ending. Like, things wrap up pretty well. I mean... Um, one, I'd be afraid of them rebooting with new characters. two I'd be afraid of them kind of trying to start something afresh with the same group of people. uh three, it's just that the even when they do kind of kick it into gear, it's not like oh we've been waiting this long, and now you know you see all the pieces have come together, and our master plan is good it's it's fine, but it it's not as it's not satisfying enough, especially for me. To have sat through so much stuff that wasn't great, and and there's just uh, there, there's not a payoff in any sort of in any sort of level that can make me feel confident that season two is going to be able to fix things. So much as it's like, well, this will just be more of the same. They don't really know how to engage with a lot of the big ideas they want to just kind of toss out there. Um, they're just happy to kind of coast on. <laughs> On the idea that you know wealthy people are trying to become gods in society and and they can achieve that in a different way through this science fiction tale and then the poor are going to be repressed and turned into slaves which is a weird kind of you know analogy anyway but uh they're trying to kind of lead all this importance into it that is there technically but they don't really know how to speak to it and they didn't Successfully, kind of even bring those themes together in a way where it was like, wow, I I learned something about humanity or I enjoyed dwelling on the questions. They're also very hesitant to let you dwell on the questions because there's so much exposition going on all the time where it's like even after they get into the character or the human stuff, they're kind of trying to explain their own backstories or spending a lot of time conveying how they're feeling rather than showing us how they're feeling because we can't trust anybody. So it's just this kind of messy thing where you're... You're, it's, it's as though you're watching Blade Runner and they don't have any sort of silence or pause or there's no you know visual design to let you just kind of get lost and think about these issues and apply them in an interesting way. They just kind of guide you through this very specific narrative that's overstuffed and, yeah. I, so I, I don't... I think season two could be improved, but it's one of those shows where the technical aspects of it both uh in the writing and on screen it's like it's it's good enough but it's not it's not something that you're gonna be knocking down the door for
0: yeah i I don't know I like the lady cop.
1: I liked the lady cop when she wasn't being objectified that was that was good
0: well everyone gets objectified on that show
1: that's debatable Liz I would argue especially um oh shoot who's his buddy um eventually he becomes his buddy i should say uh oh crap I didn't, the raven guy uh, vernon no vernon Elliot. um oh. like he's he's a uh, he's he meets him and and he's actually vernon's got his own issues that he's trying to deal with and, and fix and oh, yeah like kind those stories kind of overlap um but, like, Vernon and a couple of the other... Uh, some of the AI uh, characters that are, that are brought in, the hotel manager, like, there's, there's a lot of... I feel like there's enough men on the show who are not objectified, and there's a lot of women. Pretty much every woman gets objectified in a weird way that I just... I don't know. I felt icky about, but...
0: Yeah. I hear you. Um...
1: And why is Joel Kinnaman just fucking everybody? Like, I mean, he's just... There is no... He's Joel Kinnaman, man.
0: He's the mayor of Poundtown.
1: (laughs) He is... After the show, he is absolutely the new mayor of Poundtown. Like, I... Everybody he has sex with in the show, there's a good reason he shouldn't have sex with them, and then he's just like, whatever, I don't care. I'm just gonna do it anyway. (laughs) I just... It was so hard to watch, Liz. I was just, there was, a, anyway, sorry. We're gonna, I'm going to get into I liked it. When I go further, but I, it's <laughs> stupid and fun. Like, it, it was, it's something you, I guess you could argue makes him more identifiable because he's flawed. But at the same time, you're just like, God, buddy, you just told us why you weren't supposed to do this. Just don't do it.
0: Just don't uh, go to Poundtown. But Poundtown is, so, fa- Poundtown is such a welcome, wonderful thing.
1: And I mean, they're all gorgeous people. Like They're clearly very toned and athletic. And you know, I guess since they're already naked probably like half the time, they probably Why? are t- more tempted than usual.
0: How, who are we to deny them a trip to Pound Town is what I'm saying.
1: And it's not. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point, Liz. That's a very good point.
0: <laughs> um, we're running a little low on time. Uh, so I feel like we... It's, it, it's going to be really interesting, we're, as we record this on Friday, we have no idea kind of what the reaction is going to be over the weekend, we're, we're definitely doing more than one thing about it over the next couple of days, and with Netflix shows, basically the best way we have to gauge their performance is to see how well our coverage does. Um, you know, If a lot of people are looking up something about, say, a show like Grace and Frankie, that means probably a lot of people are watching Grace and Frankie. Um, on the other hand, if someone is if, if we're not getting seeing a lot of traffic on a post like for you know a show like one day at a time, that has us worried uh, about how many people are watching one day at a time. Cause everyone should be watching one day at a time. Um, so we'll see how altered carbon does, and then at least by that metric, and then going forward, I guess we'll figure out whether or not Netflix has a hit on its hands or not.
1: Yeah, that metric, and then the Reddit threads, and the and the Twitter trending, and. Uh, yeah, lots of fun little guesswork, patchwork. Let's figure out if people like this show or not, games.
0: Yep. But in the meantime, Ben, what was the best thing you watched last week?
1: Oh, Liz, it's been a tough week. I mean, I don't... You did have to watch a lot of Altered Carbon. Yeah, I watched a lot of Altered Carbon. I think I talked about AP Bio last week. Did I talk about AP Bio last week? We did. We talked about the whole show. Um... That might have been still the best thing that I ended up watching, um, but I will say this. I will say, because I I have a hunch that this is going to be your pick, so I'll just kind of lead you into it. I, at this moment, haven't been able to watch the Good Place finale, but I have almost zero doubt that the Good Place finale will be great, so I can say fairly certainly that that will be the best thing I watched this week.
0: Hey Ben, you know what the best thing I watched last week was?
1: Liz, I have no idea. Please tell us.
0: It was The Good Place Finale.
1: <laughs> wow. I didn't... I would have never guessed. That's stunning. I,
0: I totally... Uh, actually, I, I can show you my notes. Uh, I had it written down before you met, before you went on that tangent. So, yeah, The Good Place Finale is great. Can't talk about it, but it's great.
1: Drift com- drift compatible.
0: Drift compatible. Uh, yeah. It's... Uh, I, ben, I very much... You have to tell me when you watch it because I'm very excited for you to... Uh, I'm very excited for one element of it that I think you'll enjoy, and I want to I gauge your reaction.
1: And I'm gonna try to do that as soon as I get, I get up the Altered Carbon review, so hopefully you'll be hearing from me very soon. And uh, I know our own Steve Green already has a review up for IndieWire, so anybody who has watched it and hasn't you know, already found it, go seek that out.
0: It, it's very well written. Uh, I edited it this morning, and it's uh, got some good... It's, it, there's, there's a thing in there that I missed uh, in the actual viewing of the episode that I'm really glad he brought up. Uh, so, minute, Steve. Ben, what's, what's the next thing you're looking forward to?
1: Um, the next thing I'm looking forward to is Here and Now on HBO. Um, it's the new Alan Ball series. Um, it's been kind of, it's gone through a few title changes, I feel like. Um, Ball, obviously, is the creator of Six Feet Under, as well as True Blood, and this is a very kind of Interesting dynamic. It, it's a, it's a drama technically, but I, I'm sure it's got a lot of comedic elements to it. Um, it's about a couple in Portland, Oregon, um, uh, played by Tim Tim Robbins and Holly Hunter. And Tim Robbins is a philosophy professor. Uh, Holly Hunter plays an attorney. Um, they have adopted children from around the world, um, so they have a very progressive, multi ethnic family, as it's written in the notes. And then, um, there's another family that is a Muslim family headed by a psychiatrist, and somehow these two kind of interact with each other, and maybe there's a twist involved. Uh, but anyway, I know Liz has seen a little bit of it, uh, I have not watched it yet, I'm very much looking forward to it, it premieres on Sunday, February 11th, uh, and you can definitely expect plenty of coverage around that.
0: Yeah, I feel like the, th- the thing I want to, that's worth mentioning about here and now that I like a lot is, yeah, it's a show starring Holly Hunter and Tim Robbins, and that's a pretty big deal. But it's really a showcase for the younger actors. Like it's kind of like Holly Hunter and Tim Robbins get you in the, get, you, get, yeah, fill get you in the seat. And then you end up being really impressed by this other generation of actors who are relative unknowns. And yeah, it's very exciting in that respect.
1: Now that does feel very important. So I'm I'm hoping, hoping to be very excited by another HBO drama uh, this time in February 2018. But Liz, what are you looking forward to next?
0: Um, I uh, really need to sit down with Mozart in the Jungle season, the next season of that show. Uh, I've, it's a show I've always enjoyed watching. Uh, it, even though sometimes it's a little more slight than it might have been. Uh, that, that it might it might necessarily benefit from being so I don't know I like it uh it's uh, and they have screeners out for I think the first six or so so that's something I'm hoping to plug into this weekend especially because uh there's they they are actually at this festival they're doing uh doing a panel and a screening and so that'll be a good reason for me to catch up and by catch up I mean watch Um, ahead
1: right yeah it's the first time this hasn't premiered in December so uh, yeah they've done with the extra time
0: can't win a Golden Globe this year alas
1: well, they, they can now. Like They can win one in 2019. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, probably not. Um, Too old. But you'll be able to read all about that and more on IndieWire.com, where you also find news, reviews, interviews, features, all the stuff you like.
1: And you'll be able to listen to all the IndieWire podcasts through the various feeds in which you have already subscribed to them, I'm sure. Uh, you've definitely subscribed to the Turn it On podcast with Michael Schneider to keep up with the the new and the now of everything TV, um, and especially interviews with just about anybody you could possibly hope that he'd talk to. Um, and then, I mean, you've been subscribed to Screen Talk with Eric Conan and Thompson for years now. They're the ones who started it all, and it's Oscar season, so you could not miss a single episode of that. And then, of course, I mean, I don't... I don't even know what's left to say about Chris O'Fault's Filmmaker Toolkit Podcast. Uh, I don't think you even need me to say it anymore because you've obviously subscribed and have been listening and have fallen in love, uh, but please just respect Chris and his privacy as a family. He's very happy, so you know try not to disrupt that. Just be respectful and send in any sort of questions or comments in the polite and requested manner. So
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I got to hug Chris uh, this oh, week. Wow. It was great. He's He was feeling away. a little sick, so it was kind of like a half hug. But uh, you know, he was. He seemed. He seemed very. Aside from being sick, just a wonderful man.
1: You're a lucky person.
0: I am, um, we all and the best. and but also a lucky person is Ben. And you can follow him on Twitter to find out just why at Ben T Travers.
1: And you can find Liz Lizlet on Twitter. That's with an I and an E.
0: Correct. Uh, we will be back That's next right. week. Thank- you got that right?
1: Well, it's follow Liz on Twitter, at Lizlet. That's with an I and an E, not follow Lizlet on Twitter. And then just, but yeah, you got it. You'll find her.
0: Yeah. I'm findable. Uh, but we'll we be back next week. Uh, thank you so much for listening today. Uh, uh, hopefully, in this post Super Bowl era, we've we've all learned to come to terms with death. Uh, at, 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 through This Is Us, um, who knows? Who knows what kind of wonderful world we're waking up in? Uh, but the most important thing is, you guys keep watching television.